Welcome, everybody, to today's One Million by One Million podcast. I am speaking with Oded Hermoni from Rhodium Venture Partners. Welcome, Oded, to the show. Hi, thank you. Happy to be here. Tell us about Rhodium. What is the focus of the firm? How big is the fund? What kind, what size investments do you make? And so forth. So Rhodium is not a typical fund. It's a, uh, in many terms, it's an Israeli-U.S. investment uh, arm of a family office. So we have only one LP. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no size. Um, but we do invest in certain areas and certain geographies. So we invest yep. early stage in, in early stage companies. How do you define um, early stage? Can you be a bit more specific? And I'll, I'll qualify that question by, um, you know, highlighting that in the current um, early stage investment universe, we have had a lot of change, right? We have, we, it used to be seed and series A, now it's, pre-seed, seed, post-seed, pre-series A, series A. So it's like a very wide spectrum even within the early stage investment. How do you qualify your specific activity? What part of this equilibrium or continuum do you uh, play in? I think it's a very good question. I, I agree with you. It's, uh, it used to be much more organized and structured and now C is not C, B is not B, and A is not A. Um, I think, well, we are looking to have, it's mostly about equity, so to have a double-digit equity in a company uh, in terms of, of, um, of what we are, we are looking to get. Mm-hmm. Um, we usually invest hundreds to millions, so it's also about that. And I would say that this stage... Well, we are pre-A category, I would say. Not, mm-hmm. uh, but sometimes we are the first money. Sometimes we are coming in the extension of the seed uh, round, which we see a mm-hmm. lot. So you would, um, I, I probably would call that kind of post-seed or pre-series A type of um, Yes, this is what I think yeah? is early stage these days. Yeah, I think early stage is anything before A round. Yeah. And I would add okay. that because we invest in different uh, geographies, we invest in Israeli companies and in U.S. companies, we see also difference in the valuation of those two geographies. So a seed round in Israel, for example, might be with a valuation of three, four million dollars and and raising one million. Uh, mm-hmm. In Silicon Valley, it would probably go to six to ten million cap and raising like up to three, four million. Uh, mm-hmm. We also saw bigger bigger rounds or smaller rounds, but there's also an arbitrage that is happening between the two geographies. It's about 30 to 50% in the valuation, and because the cost of, of uh, employees in Israel is much less than no. in Silicon Valley, then you don't need so much money, uh, yeah. at least in the, the seed stage. Yeah, Okay. And denomination-wise, you're talking several hundred thousand dollars to a million dollars. Is that the kind of investment you make? It's where we feel comfortable. We did much bigger checks. We did $15 million checks, one five. But okay. Uh, I think 
basically where we feel more comfortable is to to get in an early stage with the company um, help them one of the criteria of, of investments for us is it's a very risk you know when people talk about added value it's not something very defined but we look in the mirror and we say we do have added value in that company we can help them to achieve something we can have them get further or yeah. not. And this is one of the criteria that we have for those kind of investments. Yeah. Okay. And we continue to invest down the road. So we have companies who raise $200 million and, and we stayed all in, in all those. Yeah. You do the prorata. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We do the prorata all over. And sometimes we double down. We, we, we try to have more. We do internal mm-hmm. rounds. Um, but this is where we feel more comfortable at the beginning. And uh, geography-wise, it's Israel and the U.S., all over the U.S.? Yes, so um, maybe I'll give you some background about what's behind Road in the family, and then, then it will be clear. So the family itself is uh, uh, the Rekanati family, uh, was one of the founding fathers of the Israeli economy since 1935. Mm-hmm. Um, my partner Daniel is the fourth generation of that family. Mm-hmm. Um, his father is one of the most known businessmen in Israel, and they were also so they had the biggest holding company in Israel, had the biggest insurance company, third largest bank, carriers, and so and so and so. Um, and they also were one of the first to invest in tech in Israel, um, mm-hmm. early in the 60s, 60s, 70s. Uh, they they saw Israel as, as uh, capable to become a leader in this area, and they started to invest in those companies. They had many unicorns. They, they didn't call them unicorns at that time, but they became unicorns in our time, yeah. Yeah. Um, including early-stage investment in Mobileye, for example, uh-huh. and others. Um, and this, is, this gives us a very unique access and, and deal flow for deals that um, are not common in Israel. So we had like two deals that only families invested in. Um, and Mobileye was one of them. Mobileye was the biggest Israeli um, exit ever of $15 billion uh, a couple of months ago. They were acquired mm-hmm. to Intel. But it was only families who backed them. No, no Israeli VC invested in them. Okay. Um, so this, this is one part of the geography. And the other part, when you ask about the U.S., so we invest mostly in Silicon Valley, but not necessarily. We have a couple of companies in New York Mm -hmm. uh, and also in L.A. Okay. And uh, what about industry sector? Do you have preferences? Do you have concentrations? Do you have expertise in specific sectors? So... We used to invest a lot in, in media, so we covered a couple of months ago two Israeli companies, Outbrain and Tabula. Mm-hmm. Um, so we invested in Outbrain mm-hmm. very early on, and we also invested in a company called Gildmo, which is uh, it's a U.S.-based company in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of our latest investments is a company called Comedy.com, um, now with 3.5 billion views per month. Mm-hmm. Um, so those were our um, investments in media. Uh, we had some 
um, consumer-related companies like Hopstop that was acquired by uh, Apple or uh, Rounds that was acquired by Kik. Um, mm-hmm. We had security companies such as Hexatio that was acquired by uh, Huawei, the Chinese mm-hmm. group. Yep. Um, uh, Face.com that was, was the first AI company that Facebook acquired in 2012 mm-hmm. and doing all the tagging for, for Facebook uh, profiles. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a fintech company called um, Zeus, um, and uh, um, and social uh, reviews company called Yotpo. So we, we we care mostly about the entrepreneurs rather than the industry, but there are several industries that we feel more comfortable with. Yeah. Uh, but also, we invested in a company called Stodot that recently raised $60 million uh, from Daimler, uh, Daimler and, and it's, um, it's a very fast-charging battery. So, okay. Uh, so it's pretty diverse. You have a wide range of uh, investment sectors. Yeah, we do. We do. And, and because of the flexibility of the family, we can, we can do those things. So... Yeah. Um, our, the, the way we look at things is, is first of all, having access to the best deal flow. Uh, we use also platforms for that. We, I'm, you know that I'm involved with Thai, so I was on the screening committee of Thai Angels for many years. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And we have a very similar platform um, of the Jewish-Israeli community here that's called J Angels, where we have 150 angels and VCs, um, really amazing group and top-level people uh, that we see a lot of companies coming from that community. Yep. Um, and I'm the co-chairman and co-founder of that group is Jim Koshland. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are platforms that enable us to and ensure that we see very good deal flow coming in. Yeah. Um, and the flexibility oh, enables us to do whatever we want. So, okay. um, Let me ask you one question on... Uh, on whether it's the J Angels or Rhodium, when you invest in in the U.S., it, is it a requirement that um, the entrepreneurs have to have Jewish roots, or is it a more oh, broad? No, 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 no. No, no okay. we, we don't check. No, 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 no. We we no we invest in good entrepreneurs regardless the passport or the religion. <laughs> okay, got it. We, we, we just I just believe, and and I think it's interesting to to discuss, is that there is. When we talk about friends and, and family, it's always come from where you feel part of the community. So a lot of times, absolutely, no question. Americans entrepreneurs raising from Indians and Jewish entrepreneurs raising from Jewish people, Israelis, that's for Israelis, and it's beyond the PayPal mafia, the Google mafia, whatever mafia it is. You you have different access when you look at this community. Not only so we see amazing deals coming from Thai. And yeah. I recommend it to anyone. Mm-hmm. You see amazing deal for coming from changes, which is not investing only in Jewish or Israeli companies. The group itself is mostly this community, but the, the people that are invested in some of the biggest unicorns that ever happened in, in Silicon Valley, not necessarily uh, related to that, to that religion. So we see a lot of great companies from, from all over. All over, okay. Indians, Americans, and whatever. Yes. And for J Angels, what is the stage uh, that they like to invest in? Uh, is it also the post-seed, pre-series A, or do they go earlier? 
So the members of the group have enough capital to invest in any stage they want. Uh, we have billions of dollars under management for the group itself um, as individuals. But what we are focusing at is doing early stage investments of up to $10 million cap. Um, and, and it's mostly, it's not only the size of the check that we write, it's only the people who write those checks, which are top, top of the line kind of investors, uh, C-level executives, serial um, entrepreneurs, uh, VCs, former partners in VCs. Um, we have a structure of a screening committee, advisory board, uh, people like Laura Lauder or Dad Rubenstein, who headed the product of Palantir on Facebook. Uh, uh, Jake Said, who was a managing partner at Lightspeed, Jeff Epstein, who was the CFO of Oracle, um, and other amazing people who, who are helping us to, to make it more structured and, and to help the companies as much as we can. And, um, and what else is that we are now um, transforming into a small VC, which we call it community VC of the members, which will enable us to, to have a initial checks for those companies. Okay. Not only from the members, so, but by the members, by the group of the members. What trends do you see in your deal flow right now? What kind of companies are looking interesting? What, what, how would you synthesize the trends in the deal flow? Uh, we see a lot of interesting companies. Uh, the problem is, uh, is, in the past we could invest in companies who are very, you know, um, that we looked at the, at the big enterprise companies, big corporates, as someone who will acquire them uh, if they develop these specific things. These days, those corporates limit, you know, narrow the gap. They, they can... Every time there's a demo day of Google or Facebook or whatever, they come up with solutions that can kill a lot of young companies in a lot mm -hmm. of areas, from hardware to enterprise software. Um, so it's basically it's forced the investor to look at things which are either out of you know out of the box in a way, or very. Uh, we're getting back to this destructive uh, technology. We're looking for things that really can change the world. Uh, if it's robotics, AI, and things like that, there's no category for it. But it's things that really can, can be so influential that makes a gap between the company and the, and the, and the corporates. So this is, this is what we are looking for. Not another, another feature that one of those corporates can can develop, um, but something that will be uh, fundamental. So, but we are in 2017, lots of stuff have already been built. Nowadays, there aren't so many wide open opportunities for doing fundamental things the way uh, Salesforce.com did it or Facebook did it. And these guys, uh, the, the incumbents are incredibly powerful. They have monopolistic power. So um, how do you think of that, you know, fact 
that reality that we are in as a as an industry so so what what do you mean by that what i mean is that um you know we have a lot of capital in the system right now um all across every phase of the investment ecosystem there's a ton of capital and if you if you're managing a chunk of money you kind of have to think of an investment thesis of where would where can you really get returns and i one of the observations i have is that if everybody is chasing unicorns it's not going to work because there aren't that many unicorns in unicorns by definition should be rare right now we have a lot of pseudo unicorns in the business because a lot of artificially bloated com- you know companies have come into the market in the private market there are tons of artificially bloated pseudo unicorns so this kind of aggressive goal of trying to invest in unicorns i don't think is going to end very well there's going to be a lot of casualty in that process however there are a lot of niche opportunities and some of these businesses need to be built for small amounts of capital maybe 1 to 2 million dollars sold for 10 15 20 million dollars in some cases even smaller like maybe built for 250k to 500k sold for 5 to 10 million dollars into those corporates who have need for you know adjacent products from uh, that are not part of their current portfolio but could fit in nicely could slide right into their channels and so forth so how do you view those dynamics and those opportunities so so it's a good question because we are now thinking about for the first time uh, raising a fund from from other investors not necessarily only the family um and we started to think what what are the the most interesting aspects of this kind of fund so first of all is the is leveraging the different geographies and and this enables us more flexibility because in israel we will see companies who will not necessarily become unicorns but they need much lower capital to get into a significant exit of let's say yep. 100 to 500 million uh while in the us we see different kind of companies and it's really about region so in silicon valley we see companies who are trying to be unicorns sometimes but they need so much money in order to get there um and in new york we'll see companies who might be relevant to fit the specific industry with a real need you know to be a fast relatively fast exits of 100 200 million dollars so uh and i agree with you there are companies who need 5 million the companies need 30 million it's it's really it's about the entrepreneurs this is why it's the access to we found that the most important thing uh because technology will change and startups always pivot and they have up and downs it's investing in people um and having the access to to those people that you can really invest in them and understand what they are doing and how you can help them even if there is a pivot to get to the to that direction um and this is why we are, we believe very much But you have answered my question you have you've answered the question um more from the point of view of how you view your fund and how you pick your investments you invest in people that's your answer but i'm asking something a slightly uh 
you know, nuanced question, which is, I do think there are more niche opportunities in the market right now than these very large opportunities. I, I agree with you. No, no. I, I totally agree with you. I think there are different opportunities, and it's only about what you feel is the right opportunity. It's, we are not investing in many companies. We, are, uh-huh. we see about 2,000 companies a year. We invest in about three to four. Mm-hmm. Um, so each one of them will be a bit different. Some of them will be, a, you know, a, a, an opportunity of a certain size, but much more secure one that you think that there's a market fit and, and they, they answer a need from the market and we know how to define it. Some of them will look for the big thing. They will they try to change the world. Um, the, for me, it's not only about, the, I agree with you, there are lots of opportunities. It's, it's to see all of them and to pick from them what really fits what we are looking for. And it's yeah. about the people. Um, yeah. and, and I would add that one of the situations that we have an advantage is that we invest, regardless of Israel and the U.S., we also invest in experts in the U.S., like, if you would look at the Israeli experts in the past years, how we work, and others were all, auto, were all formed by Israeli people that live here in the U.S. Um, and having access to them and see how they look at the world and how they can execute it is something that we really believe in. So it's still, sorry that I'm not answering exactly what you're looking <laughs> No, for, no, yeah, I think we're, uh, we're, we're getting I, there. I still believe in people. I think that it's, it's about access. So I have a different question. Um, how do you parse unicorn mania as, a, as an early stage investor? You know, if you invest in a seed round or a pre-series A round, or even sometimes a, a you know, relatively young series A and the company needs a lot of capital, you could get buried under later stage liquidation preferences. Have you encountered this situation and how do you protect yourself? So I have enough capital to protect myself down the road. Uh, I'm not a typical fund or a typical early stage fund that is limited in the number of, of the participating uh, rounds they have. Uh, so in that way, we, we are protected. Um, and in good companies, we are always eager to invest more um, down the road. And so your yeah. answer to this question is you you participate in later rounds and you have enough deep pocket to be able to protect your ownership through participation. Yes, that's right. That's correct. Okay, fair um, enough. But, but sometimes, you know, remember that those companies have up and downs. Sometimes down rounds and then they tend to be billion yeah. dollar companies. Sure, uh, sure. I, the father of my partner, when he invested in Mobileye 17 years ago, who could imagine autonomous cars as so important thing of our life and that this company would be acquired for $15 billion? Um, it, you, you need to be very patient about those cycles. If you really want to build a big company or a unicorn, so some are instant unicorn, and we saw some of them falling apart. But building a real company, it takes a while. And you have it to takes have a long time, to, yeah. It takes a while. Time. I, 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 for example, was an investor in a company that did a big exit, an Israeli company in my previous fund, that did a $1.1 billion uh, exit a couple of, uh, of months ago. And, and, you know, I didn't see any of that because it was a biotech company. 
Um, I was not involved in that group anymore. The group itself lost part of it. So it's, it's very, you know, the, my lesson is be patient, build your, your investment vehicle for long term, have enough capital to support those companies, and also start from a double digit. Because if you start from less, then you have less to protect. It's harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, um, that actually gives us a good um, understanding of your activities, and I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll talk more uh, and, and uh, explore further. I'm going to uh, end the session and um, urge all our listeners to come to our free public roundtables where we provide free mentoring, We've been doing this for years and years and years. Please check it out. Go to our website, 1mby1m.com, and sign up on the free public roundtables tab. You can either sign up to pitch or to attend, and uh, we look forward to working with you. These are working sessions. We basically work with your businesses and give you project coaching. Um, so that's pretty much uh, all I want to say about the next step. That's where I want you to go. Besides following these for podcasts, I would like you to go there. And I would also request you, if you like what we are doing here, to review these podcasts on iTunes. So long. We will talk again soon. Uh, Odette, do you want to talk? Do you want to say something to the audience in conclusion? Sure, I want to. To, to tell you that I really enjoyed it. Um, no, we, we are always looking for good entrepreneurs. Uh, never hesitate to send us uh, your ideas. Um, we, whenever we can help, we will help. And go forward. Great. All right. We'll talk to you soon, folks, listeners, and uh, keep listening. Bye-bye.